Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Homegrown Horticulture Podcast. In this episode, we talk about whether fertilizer should be a go-to option in your yard if your plants are struggling. We also talk summer apples. These are less common, and intern Annie Smith tells a lot more about them. She also baked a recipe with summer apples that was actually delicious. Keep listening for all the information. The USU Extension offices often take calls from clientele about why their plants are struggling. And one of the first questions we often hear is, will fertilizer help? Or someone will say, or I fertilized it and it didn't do any good. So I wanted to explain why fertilizer is not the answer at least in most situations when plants are struggling. And so the number one issue here in Utah when plants are turning yellow, especially in the first year or two after being planted, is over-irrigation. We love to love our plants to death. And so we see yellowing leaves. We think, "Uh uh-oh, it's not getting enough water, and we water more. And what's actually happening is those roots are rotting off. And because the roots are rotting, they can't take up enough water to support the plant. And it starts to wilt down. We water more and it makes the problem worse. You know, especially those first two months are critical. And it may involve digging along the side of the root ball of the plant and seeing if the soil is moist before you just automatically dump water to it. In a lot of situations, if you have an average Utah soil, most trees and shrubs especially will need to be watered at least twice a week so that the entire root ball is wet. Perennials maybe two or three times, but those are generalities and the plants really need to be checked. Now, because overwatering is happening, extra fertilizer will make the soil and the irrigation water saltier and oftentimes it won't hurt anything but it could actually also inhibit uptake of nutrients if it's too salty. Now another common reason plants often struggle is that our soils are just not suited to them growing well. I recently saw a Facebook post on someone asking, what's wrong with my rhododendron? And another person commented, it's Utah. You need to move to another state to grow rhododendrons well. And there are situations where they're just not adapted plants. So rhododendrons, azaleas, blueberries, cranberries, mini maples struggle, especially sugar maple and red maple. Now, unfortunately, when you purchase these trees at garden centers, they are not often listed as red maple or sugar maple, and they have cultivar names. And so you need to know the Latin names on these. And so sugar maple is Acer, A-C-E-R, Sacarum, S-A-C-H-A-R-U-M. And so if you see a Latin name of Acer Sacarum, it's probably going to struggle in your soil. Red maple is Acer, A-C-E-R, Rubrum, R-U-B-R-U-M. 
This one also often struggles in our soil due to not being able to take up enough iron and other micronutrients that causes the leaves to go yellow. Now, there are many other trees like this, but those are the two more common maples along sometimes with autumn blaze maple, and that one is Acer, A-C-E-R, Fremonii, F-R-E-E-M-A-N-I-I. Now, besides just struggling in our soil, plants can get diseases. Root disease often causes yellow and brown leaves or diseases that will get into the conductive tissue in the trunk and limbs that are clogging the conductive tissue. In these situations, fertilizer usually will not help because the conductive tissue is clogged. It's like us getting hardening of the arteries and trying to overcome it with something like aspirin to where it might help a tiny bit, but it's really not going to do us a lot of good. Now, as I previously mentioned that in many situations, fertilizing sick plants can actually be a detriment to the making the soil salty or the plant just not being able to take up the fertilizer to actually help itself due to conductive tissue being clogged or the roots rotted off. So the question is, is what good is fertilizer? So if you have plants that have generally done well, but they may not be growing like they should, or you might see some slight leaf yellowing, fertilizer may help. So for trees and shrubs and even perennials, the best time to fertilize them is in early spring before they really start to actively grow because they'll absorb those nutrients. The perennials and trees and shrubs grow at their best during the spring and early summer when temperatures are consistently below 90 degrees. And so if you've had some slightly struggling plants that seem otherwise healthy, fertilizer might help. Now, when in doubt, you can do a soil test from Utah State University. You can find them at the website usual.usu.edu. You can download paperwork and instructions and pricing from the website. You can also, in situations, do tissue analysis to where you would submit leaf samples from a tree or a shrub or a number of trees and shrubs to determine if there's a nutrient deficiency. Oftentimes we have a lot of nutrients in our soil, but they're in a form that the trees or shrubs or perennials can't take up very readily. And so instead of buying a lot of fertilizer to just try to remedy it and taking the shotgun approach, oftentimes this tissue testing can help determine if the plant is lacking the ability to get enough of a certain nutrient. So if you have a sick plant, applying fertilizer is not the solution. It's trying to determine what the problem is. So the first step is to check irrigation. Am I over or under watering? How's the soil? The next step is to look for diseases, you know, or insect pests. And if in doubt, again, there's lots of help out there. One of the best ways to get help is to go to USU Extension's Utah Gardening Experts Facebook page. You can upload pictures and please upload good pictures, you know, out of focus pictures or a picture of a portion of a leaf oftentimes doesn't do us any good. So three or four pictures farther back, 
and then a little bit closer and then a detailed picture of the leaf often is best, but check them to make sure they're in focus. After submitting, USU horticulturists will take a look within 24 hours and many other knowledgeable gardeners will also chip in and give their opinion on what might be going on. You can call your local extension office. Many extension offices are still on a limited schedule due to COVID-19, but they will try to get back with you also. Another option when in doubt, and if it's just really serious, is that you can submit samples directly to the Utah State University Extension Pest Lab. To submit samples, go to the website Utah Pests, that's all one word, so Utah Pests, plural, .usu.edu, and look for the Submit a Sample section in the menu. So don't automatically apply fertilizer. Find out what's going on. You'll spend less money, and you might be able to fix your plants without a lot of expense. Good luck and happy growing. We are back with Utah State University Extension student horticulturist and intern Annie Smith, and we are going to be talking about summer apples. Now, with a lot of things we grow in our yards, there's a lot more options than what's usually just popular, and we're going to talk about summer apples. And so, Annie, what is a summer apple? Summer apples are older varieties of apples that were used um, for people who are trying to get a consistent source of food throughout the summer. So they're apples that ripen earlier than the traditional fall apples we know, like Gala and Pink Lady and Honey Crisp. These ripen usually between mid-July to end of August. So if you're looking for fresh fruit after your cherries are done and you're waiting for peaches, summer apples are a good intermediate source of fruit. So how do summer apples differ from what apples we might find in the store today? Primarily, I think it's storage is is a big one. The newer varieties that you find in grocery stores can be up to a year old because they store so well. And that means that they're able to be useful for a lot longer. Whereas summer apples, they harvest earlier, but that also means that they go bad quicker. So how long could they generally be stored as far as the summer apples? I think if you keep them in the refrigerator, it's two to three weeks tops. Are they still usable to modern gardeners? Yeah, they don't store fresh as long, but they're great for canning and for applesauce pie fillings, those sort of uses. So if you're looking for something to do earlier in the summer with your fruit so that you can have it later, that's a good option is to prepare these in July and August, and then you don't have to get super caught up in your canning later when all of the other fruit and produce is ready to be canned. So they ripen right in between the sweet cherries and a lot of the peaches. Mm -hmm. And so you've got that little pocket of time for them to be harvested and processed when you have some downtime with other fruit. Yes. So besides turning the summer apples into applesauce and pie filling, what are some other uses? You can use them for any kind of recipes that might need cooked apples, like different kinds of like fried apple dishes. They're more tart, so while you can't eat them fresh, they are a little different from fall apples that way because the tree has a little less time to put sugar into the fruit. 
So when you harvest them, they're not quite as sweet. Can summer apple fruit be purchased right now? Not in any big stores, but if you go scour some farmer's markets or fruit stands, you might be able to find some there. Can you buy summer apple trees from local garden centers? It's hard to buy them from local garden centers just because when people go in looking for an apple tree to buy, they usually only know to ask for the kinds of varieties that they see in a store. So garden centers have to carry what's in demand, but you can buy a lot of these varieties on the line from specialty nurseries. What are some more common varieties? The two classic varieties are Lodi and Yellow Transparent, but those are pretty hard to find on the market right now. Some of the varieties that I thought were interesting that are available are there's ginger gold which is a relative of golden delicious and it blooms mid to late august um and it's ready to harvest really quickly and it tastes kind of similar to a golden delicious so that's nice but if you don't like that there's other varieties like sansa is similar to a gala and it harvests and blooms around the same time as the other one blondie's another yellow skinned gala if you like different characteristics from fall apples a lot of those will have an equivalent in summer apples. Excellent. Thank you for all the research you've done, and we appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. I made a spiced apple cake. There's a lot going on in it. It has some cream cheese, some strudel. I think it might be quicker to just post the recipe in the show notes. It was really simple, actually. I thought there there are a lot of ingredients, but pretty simple to make. So it was an apple coffee cake. Mm-hmm. And of course, I got to eat some and it was delicious. And it actually reminded me a lot of a coffee cake, but mm-hmm. it had a little bit of that hint of apple in it, which really I thought added to the flavor. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I would have never thought doing as far as cooking coffee cake and having apple, you know, with its pie filling or fresh apples or whatever in it, but it, it worked. One thing I think is fun about it, not related to the apples, you can mess with the spices as much as you want. So like if you just want a cinnamon cake, it'll be fine like that. But I added things like cardamom and cloves and some nutmeg just to make it a little more fun. And, and you can put ginger in it if you like it spicy. So there's a lot you can do with it to change the flavor. It's really versatile that way too, which is good. So if you do drink coffee, it goes well with it. If you don't, it's still delicious. Yeah, it goes great as a breakfast by itself, I found out this morning. (laughs) Anytime I can have cake for breakfast, I am all about that. Yeah, I figure if there's a fruit in it, it's fine. (laughs) Got to be healthy. Apple strudel, apple donuts, whatever it is. Well, thank you very much, and it's greatly appreciated. And we will be back with another Fresh Local Food next week. Mm -hmm. The Homegrown Horticulture Podcast is a production of Utah State University Extension. Thank you for listening.